Welcome to episode three of the Earth Movers podcast. I'm your host, Zach O'Malley, and today I'm joined by my friend Demetrius Hunter. Now, Demetrius is a climate change and animal rights activist, EV educator, mentor, and the founding director of Generational Love. His goal in life is to open the hearts and minds of every individual he meets in order to create a brighter future for the next generation. Sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy today's episode of the Earth Movers podcast. Guys, uh, it's your boy Zach. I'm here with my good friend Demetrius. Um, Demetrius, just go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, uh, well, my name's Demetrius. Uh, I also go by DJ or on all social media, Iswalo. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, welcome. And, and um, so you're on here just because, you know, we've been chatting a little bit on various social media. And um, I was talking about. Somebody brought up the concept of one meal a day the other day, and that's something that I had practiced um, for a, a decently long time, about a year and a half ago. And you you sent me a message just saying like, "Hey, yeah, this is something that I've done." And uh, I don't know, are are you still practicing it, or you know, tell me a little bit about your experience? Yeah, so um, I still practice one meal a day. Okay, I go back and forth from either one meal a day or just intermittent fasting, where okay. I just you know, eat all I can within yeah. like a three hour window. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so tell me, I mean, tell me a little bit about how you discovered the concept and like why you were like, Oh man, maybe this would be something that works for me. So, uh, I was living in New Zealand, New Zealand about, uh, a year and a half ago now. Okay. And I stayed there for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, just was bored one night googling you know new diet plans and trying new things yeah and i just discovered one meal a day and i realized that prior i was already doing that kind of whenever i cook my own meals Mm -hmm. i just only eat dinner and then that's it yeah then i was like oh i guess i've been doing this for a very long time already yeah and it hadn't been like a a huge thing for me okay and and Okay, so just kind of like random internet discovery. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. I was trying to, uh, last night, I was trying to come up with, you know, where did I first learn about one meal a day? Um, and it was through, first, the concept of intermittent fasting, like you talked about, you know, that's something that I used to do. Um, and I, yeah. still, I still do pretty regularly. Um, I used to be on like a really strict intermittent fasting schedule, but kind of fallen off a little bit, but I'm trying to get back on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll it happens. But um I discovered this guy and his name is Dr. Amin Ra. That's his, I don't know if that's his like <laughs> real name, but that's his, maybe like his pseudonym. I, I, I mean, I know he's um very, he's a deeply, deeply uh, well-read scholar and he's really into um, kind of ancient uh, religions, specifically like ancient Egyptian religions. And so I know that I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here. But no, go ahead. Educate <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he he like you know he's very interested in like Ra and how Ra came to Earth. You know to mm-hmm. you know, I guess Amen Ra means you know the the savior of you know maybe Earth or mankind or existence or something like that. But anyway, yeah. anyway, so he he is basically a vegan bodybuilder slash strongman, um, and eats one meal oh, a day. Wow. The guy is. He's not old, you know. I think he's like forty-seven, maybe early fifties. But he looks—he yeah. looks fantastic, and he holds a, a 
uh, I think a world record right now for the deadlift at his weight class. But oh wow, yeah. But anyway, and he's old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at at forty seven, that's pretty incredible, right? And you know, he, yeah. like, I think you know he might be like fifty now, but just watching you know this video that was him going through his day to day life and the amount of discipline that this guy has, you know. <laughs> And he's talking about, yeah, I only eat one meal a day, one hour out of 24 hours. That's the only time that I eat. And I was like, nah, man, this is this isn't real. This is impossible. <laughs> There's no way you could have that much muscle mass at that age. Um, yeah. And only eat one meal a day. But I tried it, you know, I, I tried it for myself and um, I stuck with it. I think the first time for like a week or two. Um, and then the longest I ever went was about a month and a half, two months, but holy crap, like I, I could feel the difference, you know? And, um, I don't know if you have any like thoughts on like how you feel or, or how you felt during the time that you were doing one meal a day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I feel amazing whenever I do one meal a day, like I just have so much more mental clarity. Okay. Like I'm not really worried or thinking about it. Um, I can have my mind on other things yeah. for the day yeah. other than eating. But then that one hour, you know, that one hour I'm like, all right, let's just gobble it all down right. and, <laughs> yeah. and refill my gut. But yeah, yeah definitely. Um, my experience is just, I, I have had no problems with it. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, how is it preparing? For, for that do you have do you feel like you have to do a lot of meal prep or do you find that it's just easier because you know just a shorter like you know you don't have as much time that you have to worry about eating so much yeah i, I actually don't prepare anything okay <laughs> i'm just like whatever like i go into the kitchen and i look at all the food that i have and i'm just like all right here's the let's just just figure this out all and right. I'm just going to cook whatever I got. Yeah. 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 Awesome, man. Yeah. I, f I feel the same way. Like, you know, people, one of the big questions that I always get, you know, being a fitness trainer is like meal prepping, right? Like, especially when yeah. you want to gain weight, you know, it's so much harder because, well, I don't want to yeah. say harder necessarily, but it's difficult just because you have to prepare a lot of food. And yes. know, most people are like, they have this concept, especially bodybuilders or strength athletes that are like, oh man. I got I got to jam like seven meals into the day and I got to meal prep all this stuff. And I'm like, well, there's a benefit of one meal a day is like all that goes out the window. Like you if you can just take like even an hour, that's a long time, right? An hour just to make all that food and eat it in that one hour, like all of that extra stuff that you have to worry about is gone. So, yeah, it's out of the door. Like mm -hmm. it's, you just don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Like prepping, it just. There's no point into it at that point. Right. Yeah. And it like and, and if you have a busier schedule or something, it makes it just that much easier. So Exactly. Yeah. Um but I I like the fact that you brought up the mental clarity. Um would you say that's something that you experienced um as somebody that's done intermittent fasting? And would you say that like how would you say that clarity kind of compares to one meal a day? So I feel as though um Whenever I'm doing one meal a day, my mental clarity is a lot more sh sharper. Okay. Because I'm not thinking about food as much. Okay. Like it's not the number one thing or it's not constantly being reminded of me mm -hmm. 
that, okay, food, food, I need to eat this, I need to eat that or something, or that food is good. Um, even when I'm out with friends or something like that, it just doesn't come up. But with intermittent fasting, I'm like, okay, well, I can eat this and then that and then this and then that within these few hours. Okay, yeah. It does, it, like, it's kind of hard uh, for a lot of people to understand, but yeah, it's just, it just kind of takes that, your mind off of food mm -hmm. um, consistently. And I feel like food kind of clogs the brain in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know, that's just me. <laughs> well, I think, I think there's actually a lot of, well, first and foremost, you know, um, the concept of like digestion and digestion being like an extremely energy intense process. And yeah. so I think, you know, that's one thing that when you shrink your eating window to something like, you know, six to eight hours or even, you know, down into like one hour, um, it, your body doesn't have to expend as much energy. Like, you know, they, they talk about the concept of the metabolic window so that the first thing that you put into your body, you know, your metabolism spikes, but then yep. it's, it's efficiency kind of like drops and drops and drops. Um, and so that, that kind of, I guess what I'm getting at is that you're not spending so much of your day processing food and you know draining the energy from you know your brain right so your your thinking processes um, exactly yeah i mean that's that's I, I feel like that's what happens i mean i didn't know all of the minute details or anything about it yeah. but once i uh kind of start paying attention to the way that i eat yeah. i was like wow yeah you know uh i like my body isn't consistently trying to break all this food down throughout the whole day which is wasting a lot of energy, which, uh -huh. like you said, it, you know, wastes a lot of uh, energy that could be used for the brain. Yeah, exactly. And that, that I think, you know, that to me, that's kind of like probably where that clarity comes from, because I, yeah, man, I experienced the exact same thing. Like people think it's so wild, like, holy crap, you haven't eaten <laughs> in uh, all that time. And it's funny, I did a, a 24 hour, it was like a 30 hour fast for the first time I've done that in a, in a really long time, like probably like a year or so. And I just remember like waking up the next morning. And I was like, holy crap, man, I feel so good. And it's like, I haven't eaten, <laughs> I haven't eaten in so long yet. I feel so energized. I don't feel hungry. Um, yeah. Talk about, um, talk about the, the hunger aspect. Like, do you feel kind of hungry when you do one meal a day? Or do you find that it's your, your body like doesn't get hungry? You, you're just conditioned to you know, knowing when the food's going to come. And so you, you're, you know, that doesn't, you don't feel that. Yeah, I, I definitely, I just don't get hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've, like you said, conditioned my body to being like, okay, well it's two thirty or it's three o'clock now it's feeding time. And that's the only time that I really need to think about food. Right. And I, like I go through my day to day life, um, and people are like, okay, are we going to, you know, want to go eat lunch? And I'm like, oh, I got some water. No, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> now I've got to wait until about two to three. And, uh, yeah, because I need to have that, you know, three hour window of digestion before I go and do like a extraneous workout. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that's like, that's a good transition. into like workout stuff. Do you t tell me a little bit about your workout goals right now? Like I, I see you're, you're into a lot of different stuff. Like I see you posting on Instagram, yeah. like, some like super early morning yoga and uh yeah some other stuff like that so uh um about a year ago um 
I don't know. I just decided I was going to get into yoga. Uh, I met a friend and she, you, I would go over to her house and she would cook me some vegan, uh, some Malaysian vegan food. Oh, and, uh, and then we would do yoga workouts That's awesome. and it started off because <laughs> I would work out at the gym before or uh, like on a day to day basis. Mm. And I tried that first yoga class with her and I was dead. Yeah. I like I couldn't handle it. And she was like, what are you doing? How can you not do yoga? Yeah. <laughs> you work out for like an hour and a half every single day. What's going on? I'm like, it's just the body doesn't know. Yeah. So uh, what I'm into basically is a lot of yoga. Every single day I spend about two hours of yoga mm. at least. Wow. Um, and then... On the weekends, I usually do a little bit of yoga in the morning, and then I will lift. It uh, just really depends on how I'm feeling. I let my body kind of make that decision. I don't uh, like follow a workout routine, but I'm usually in the gym for at least three hours. Wow! Um, so it's two hours of yoga and then an hour of um, lifting. And yeah, it's awesome. I don't know how I do it. I just <laughs> do it. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe it's it's combination of those uh those vegan gains and uh that you know that one meal a day man keep your energy up. yeah that's crazy do you um so i i actually have only very recently got into yoga and this is just kind of a little thing that popped into my mind but there is i don't know if you ever read the book can't hurt me by david goggins Every, everybody knows oh. that that I, Zach O'Malley, always bring up David Goggins a little too much. But uh, <laughs> something you should check out. It's a good book. Um, yeah, I've definitely been seeing it on the my Audible thing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll read that next. Yeah, it's a, no, the, and the Audible version is really, really good because it has um, interjected uh, interviews that, that he does personally. So it's really good. But he, you know, the, one of the things that he talks about is how if you, just because you run a lot doesn't make you a good hiker or just because you hike a lot doesn't make you a good biker. And dude, that's something that when it comes to yoga, like in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, you know, here I am. I've been lifting for all, all these years, you know, like I can, I can like deadlift, like all this weight and stuff. Like I'm a big, strong guy, whatever. And then I go do yoga and I'm like, holy crap, like this is so hard, you know? Yeah. Like I'll be, I'll be transparent with you guys. Like I can't even downward dog. Like my sister was laughing at oh. me because you know like it's it's pretty interesting just you know how things don't necessarily translate and to me it kind of brings up the importance of like trying new things you know like going out and doing stuff that you haven't really done before so yeah indeed um that's, that's exactly how i felt mm -hmm. uh like i was running you know training for uh, a triathlon and try to get into yoga and it's like whoa hold on this yeah. is very difficult yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just just like david goggins uh, i think i heard that on a joe rogan podcast mm -hmm. i think he was talking about it um yeah definitely if you can run that does not mean you can hike mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. um it's yeah. having a nice variety of workouts is it gives your body the opportunity and it gives your muscles to try different new things right because if you consistently work on a certain amount of muscle groups, right, mm. that's all that's going to grow. Right. Exactly. But if you have a wide variety of workouts and different things, mm -hmm. all of the muscles will grow mm -hmm. and all of it will balance out. At least right. that's the way that I think about it. Yeah. 
No, I, I agree a hundred percent. And you know, there's just so many factors too, like muscles working together that are not used to working together. I mean, so much of exactly yoga, like one of the things I noticed about yoga is so much of it is like st stability, right? Yep. Um, and it's not necessarily like, oh, you have to have really strong legs, but it's like you have to be aware of where your body is in, in space and, you know, yes. what, what muscles are working together to hold each other up. And so, I don't know, I, I've just found it very interesting and, and like a whole new discipline that I am not really used to. And so it's kind of helping me get out of my comfort zone. And I feel like it's kind of, you know, we are in the age of crushing stereotypes, I feel like. Um, and, yes, and, uh, definitely. Um, and one of the, you know, one of the things has always been like, oh, bodybuilders and strong, strength athletes like yoga. Ha ha ha. That's for girls or whatever. <laughs> but it's it's not. I mean, it's it's for everybody, man. Like, it's so beneficial. And like, just in the, the conscious breathing and, um, mm -hmm. you know, just being with that pain, you could almost say for like a long period of time like man that's that's powerful and i found it to be very very good for me at least yeah yeah i think i've uh i i i've learned to love that pain yeah, yeah right <laughs> it is extremely difficult to be able to hold those positions like you say in like downward dog mm -hmm. and and that's completely different from holding a squat i right. mean yeah you're essentially still using some of those same muscles mm. like your legs to hold you up uh your abs keeping your core tight keeping your body downward mm. but it is definitely uh a, a challenge yeah and uh, i'm always <laughs> i'm that guy in the gym that's always trying to bring someone into a yoga class like yeah. all the bodybuilders right. there's like uh some professional basketball players that go to my gym oh, wow. and i'm always like Hey guys, come on, let's try this out. Uh, they'll try it out once, and they're like, "Oh no, I can't do <laughs> yeah. that again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got to keep going. You have to build that, not only that muscle strength, but the mental strength. That's right. And I think that's that's the number one thing that I get from yoga is building the mental strength. Yeah. Um, and matching your breath, um, because the breath breath work is key for everything yeah. you can't uh you know lift a lot of weight without breathing you can't just be holding your breath because i mean it'll just be holding your breath and you, you won't be getting any oxygen to your body right yeah. so uh with yoga uh it's it's definitely one of those things that it's a learning technique to to get into mm -hmm. and learning how to breathe correctly as well right it's challenging for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, and the, the the one thing that kind of sticks out to me is it's so much different than a lot of traditional exercises that are just like you you go. It's like explosive movements, and then and then it's yeah. kind of like a break, and then explosive yep. movement, and then it's a break. Whereas yoga, it's like gentle. You kind of gently get into it, but then you hold that position. So, yes there's not there's not a lot of explosion and then break it's like constant you know it's it's like that constant tension and so um yeah like that's where the like the conscious breathing it it really introduces a whole new concept of fitness to people and like you yep. said like you got like professional athletes that are like holy crap i've never experienced anything like this <laughs> you know yeah yeah they they Really ever return, but I'm getting more people to come in. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there you <laughs> more go. More than I get. Yeah, spread spread the gospel, man. That's awesome.
That's um, exactly. I think that's what I'm known for. Yeah, yeah. That's no. That's that's cool. That's cool. Uh, an introducer, a, a challenger. You know, you challenge people to do new stuff. So I like that. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me, just to kind of bring it back to like fasting and one meal a day. Like, tell me a little bit about how do you feel like your uh, athletic performance kind of has improved now that you're kind of doing these different fasting styles consistently. Yes. Um. I kind of noticed that I'm able to last in yoga, yoga a lot longer now. Okay. Uh, now that I'm consistently on the intermittent fasting and one meal a day thing, mm-hmm. um, I can hold the poses a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And whenever I do go, um, whenever I'm lifting weights, I can lift a lot heavier. Okay. It yeah. doesn't, it, it, it was eye opening to me that I could actually do that and still not eat as much Mm -hmm. or, or eat consistently throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Because everyone, every single day are consistently telling me, Oh, wow, you should be, um, you should be eating more than that. How are you working out? And, um, and not eating. I'm like, well, it, it just works. I mean, I, I don't know the complete minute details of it, but Mm -hmm. it, it works. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I mean, that's, I'm glad that you kind of say it like that, because that's, that's a concept that I'm always trying to get people to challenge themselves with is like, you don't, I know it sounds kind of superficial, but it's like, you don't need to, you don't need to stress yourself out with so much detail sometimes. Like, yes, it's, it's, it's not possible to be well read on everything. And there is, Mm -hmm. there's an abundance of knowledge like peer-reviewed science that's going to be on both sides of whatever argument you're talking about. Exactly. Um, and so it's like, you should try. You should try things, you know? And, and yeah. Just try it out. Uh, exactly. I mean, I that's exactly what I tell uh, my friends and things. And I'm like, hey, uh, I'm still alive. Yeah. Uh, and this is what I do on a daily basis. Right. Why don't you try it? Right. You're not going to die from it. Yeah. It's don't be afraid to try new things. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's that's kind of what my my main um, my main kind of a message to the world mm-hmm. is: don't be afraid to try new things. Right. It, most new things won't kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And as long as they don't kill you, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's a great point because it's like it might not work for you. It might. Yeah, you know, and for whatever reason, like you, you might not have the discipline. You might, you know, mm-hmm. physiologically, you might just find that you are not able to sustain that. But like you said, you probably won't die. You know, as exactly like, assuming you don't have, you know, a serious medical condition, which you should know about going into it. Something exactly, like, exactly, some, something like that. But yeah, like you know, give it a try for a week, and you know, you might find that it doesn't work, but. I mean, it, it, it literally took me like two days of one meal a day to experience what, exactly what you're talking about. Like, holy crap, like I, I feel so much more uh, connected, right, in the world. Yes, like, yes. Like sensory, I, I feel so much more like a real person, like I'm not living in a simulation. <laughs> um, yeah. But but also in the gym, like, I mean, I was struck even just the other day when I took my 24-hour fast that I woke up the next morning at at that point, I was probably over 24 hours fasted. I went to the gym and I hit a, you know, a bench press personal record. And I was like, man, 
wow why don't why don't i do this more often and it it does just come down to the discipline like you know Mm -hmm. i wake up and you know maybe i'll have the discipline to get to like 1 2 p.m but by then i'm like you know my my sket my automatic schedule is like all right like i've just i've just finished working for like three hours go to the kitchen make food you know eat food yeah <laughs> and so it's, it's not even like i'm hungry it's just my you know my uh internal schedules like here's what we do next here's what we do next and so um, yes and that's a another great factor is like how can i leverage that that discipline to to, to be able to make that progress and so there's just it's like flexing all these different muscles, right? It's like the, the, the physical yeah. muscles, but also the mental muscle. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I, I love the mental challenge Yeah. Uh, of it all. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, wow. Okay. Can I last a little bit longer without eating? Right. Can I uh, make it to, you know, my feeding window? Mm. It's it, uh, the mental challenge is the mm. main thing. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's important that we, flex that right because like i feel like most gains in life are really they start inside you right and so yep so like if if we can get to that place where it's like we're challenging ourselves to push 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 that you know so much more is going to become possible and whether that's you know you and your like professional life you with your relationships you know being more patient whatever it is um i i feel like discipline is one of those things that like that, that's the secret, right? When those ads, yeah. like, and I, and I you <laughs> that's know, that's the secret sauce. It is, man. It is. And like, I'm, I'm an, like, I'm a self-employed person and I have like ads that I put out on the internet and stuff. And it's like, you know, you see all the time, like, Oh, five secrets that will help you get to this point. And for me, it's like, yeah, I, I put out those same things, but the, the bottom line is always like discipline, you know, like there's no, hack. Yes. like the, the ultimate life hack is, is to have more discipline and like once you realize that and you become uh uh, comfortable with that reality that you like yeah like it is actually going to be hard but once you accept that everything becomes easier and it's like so yeah so paradoxical but it's like so true and i'm like man if only you could just (laughs) somehow give that to people if only you could like plant that seed in everyone's brain that you meet just yeah you just have to be disciplined enough to mm-hmm. uh, start something and stick to it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I go by this um, philosophy. Well, I got this quote, uh, mastering others is strength, mm-hmm. but mastering yourself is true power. Yeah. And that goes to, uh, and that's by Lu Xiao. I, um, uh, a Chinese Taoist philosopher. Mm-hmm. And so I live by that. Like being able to master myself, it, it, that's the whole, it's, that's discipline. Mm-hmm. That's doing something and sticking to it. Mm-hmm. That's doing it no matter how you feel, no matter what time of day or whatever it may be, no matter what kind of outsources, um, outside sources that are coming into you, mm-hmm. sticking to something. Once you do that, you've mastered yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like weather, like weathering through the winds. I, I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, that's a really good, um, that's something I've been thinking a lot about, you know, your internal, I guess I would call it like a vibration, 
in a way yes you know mm-hmm. you like we have like a different levels like you you know it, it does sound a little woo woo sometimes but no no i i yeah. talk about this all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, i was gonna tweet about this last night about you know the vibrations and yeah, everyone has their level of vibration right and like mm-hmm. we operate you know we have like a most of us have like a, a baseline right somewhere yeah on, somewhere on that scale and you know if you can continue to raise it to raise that baseline vibration you're going to get to the point where it's like you know things don't like the external influences are always going to come right yeah and it really is up to you to be like all right well what is my level of resilience like am i able to like maintain that positivity that i walk through life and i could get hit by a car and it's like oh well you know i'm still feeling good and i'm still (laughs) you know i'm still creating like a really impactful and um yeah just a very good like a strong presence um, I don't know, a little bit of a tangent, but I think that's something that, you know, people could benefit a little bit more from practicing that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just want to touch on that. Definitely. Go ahead. Uh, so that's what a lot of people say about me. Mm-hmm. They always are like, wow, you know, you operate on such higher frequency. You're yeah. always, you know, got this energy and, we can, you know, we can definitely tell when you're not <laughs> at your normal right, baseline, right, which right. is very, very high. Yeah, this awesome. was happening to me uh, last night. I was at a, I went dancing uh, with some friends and I'm always that one person out there on the dance floor by myself and everyone gravitates towards me. Yeah. I think because they, they see that high frequency or notice it and they want to try and meet on that level. Right, man. Uh, but also talk about how it's it's frequency person and everyone's picking up on that frequency sometimes it it, it drains you and then yeah. you got to take a little bit of a break right. and uh but you always restart that same high frequency in the next day right, and it's always continuously going yeah. and and if that's your baseline, which is, I guess, is mine, which I'm just honestly noticing, uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's, it's something that you have to grasp and really use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, so, wow, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, you're, you know, kind of connected to these concepts and mindful of these concepts. Like, um, yeah, I want to, and, and I, I guess I have a lot more questions for you now because I have a lot of... <laughs> You know, my whole my whole business, right, is kind of formulated around that concept of raising your vibration to maximize your life, right? And so, yes, you know, most people come to me with the desire to make some kind of progress fitness wise. Um, mm-hmm. And my my f- foundational teachings are like, yeah, you know, you'll you'll get the, the meal plans and the workout plans, but it really does start in your mind, right? And so... Yep. You know, you're, you're a guy that, you know, clearly you exude like a ton of positive energy just having this phone call. You know, you and I were yeah. <laughs> you and I were on here trying to figure out this tech stuff for like 45 minutes, even, oh, man. even, even before we even talked. And, you know, the whole time I never sensed any kind of like frustration or anything, you know, we're both just trying to figure it out. And so, yeah, you know, that with, you know, you know, how much of a person like, like clearly like you, you take leaps and bounds in your life with a positive attitude like oh yeah you're like a triathlete i guess like training for triathlon (laughs) in the gym for like three hours a day you know out here dancing and like you know hyping your 
your uh, your social circle up. So tell me, I mean, tell me kind of like what do you have any kind of like strategies or anything that you do when you wake up in the morning or some some kind of like consistent protocols that you have in your life that are like you know here's how I keep myself at this high energy level. Ah, that's a <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I've got to say that. I just, every day that I wake up, mm-hmm. I think to myself, this could be possibly the last day of memento, my life. Memento mori, right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I just use that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to spend one day of my life not doing something that I uh, don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I don't know. It just keeps pushing me forward. Mm-hmm. Being able to uh, just imagine myself doing anything and everything possible—that's what kind of gets my frequency up higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a good explanation of it <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, I mean that I just wake up and I'm like, all right, well, let's do this thing. Right. What kind of changes am I going to make in the world? Mm-hmm. I think that's at least with my. Um, my, my my life now mm-hmm. i'm like when i wake up i want to at least make someone smile awesome that's that's honestly it yeah yeah that's sick man that's great i, I yeah just like you know just to kind of like um not shell it a little bit for people that might be listening to this um the the thing that sticks out to me is just like it's like the beginning of your day and from mm-hmm. the from the jump i mean from the point of consciousness you are you're coming to life with that kind of energy like you know here here it is here here i am again you know um and let me just maximize this because i think that's something that a lot of people forget like they're looking for these like man how can i how can i have that kind of energy that that, the dj comes to life with um and it's like well what do you do when you first wake up right like a lot of people most people exactly they wake up and the first thing they do is they reach for their phone and now they're like, mm-hmm. they're drinking in all the, all the happenings from all over the world and all of their friends. Oh. And like, how can you, how can you create from a place inside when you now have all of this external stimuli? Um, so I, yeah, I think that's great. Like, I'm glad that, you know, that, that yeah. you're, you're, you're talking about the beginning of the day, you know? Exactly. And, um, it's not best to go reaching for your phone in the morning. It's not. I mean, there's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the the world that we live in now, there's yeah. so much uh yeah. negativity or or um bad news always. Bad, bad news. news is the most press. Yeah. That's right. Um, that's right it does. And there's that's not a good way to start your day at all. No. At all. No. Um I don't feel as that we should have that kind of uh, influence on our lives. If we do, it's going to make us have negative energy for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting that every single day, um, right in the morning, it's just going to bring your, your frequency levels down. Yeah, man. And it's not, it's not good for your, your health, your mental health for one. Mm-mm. And it's definitely not good for your like spiritual health mm-hmm. at all. Sure. Yeah. And, and that like, it, you know, from my opinion, that, kind of ties into physical health too right because there have been studies that show that your you know your serotonin and your 
specifically your serotonin levels in your in your mind are very directly linked to your immune system and so if you are constantly in a place of you know depletion and like exhaustion yeah. you know your immune system is going to take a toll too you're going to get sicker um you know i know a lot of people probably have mixed feelings on marianne williamson but um mm -hmm. if you know who marianne williamson is she was right I, for, you don't Nope. Okay. Well, I need to check her out. Uh, well, maybe she's kind of weird, but <laughs> but she, um, yeah, she basically talks about how you know um, cancer is kind of like the she she's talking about how cancer is the the cons is like actually more of a concept, and what it is is basically just your body starting to you know destroy itself in a lot of ways, like you know different yep. you know, cells are trying to. Um, you know, negative energy almost like manifesting. And I know like, again, I know a lot of people are gonna be like, what the hell that is completely yeah. not cool at all. <laughs> but it, you know, it, it is to me, it's like, whether, you know, scientifically, a lot of these, these things are accurate is arguable. But, you know, I, I venture to say that most people can feel that connection between like, negative energy and their health starting to literally deteriorate i mean yes even the the very basic point of you'll start to just feel more tired you know mm -hmm. and so so i'll have to say this uh that happened to me last year mm -hmm. um about around this time i ended up having to come back to the u.s mm -hmm. last year mm -hmm. and I, I i did not want to do it at all yeah and i was just had this negative um mindset about being back in the u.s and i was mm. like oh my god the air is dirtier and <laughs> yeah seriously. you know <laughs> you get sicker yeah. and i had that same mindset for me uh for most of the year and what happened was i actually got sick and i never get sick because prior before that i always thought to myself now nah, i never get sick right and i just never really got sick except yeah. for maybe a cold last for a day right but last year um i had my mind said oh my god the u.s is making me sick and you know they put you know all this negative thoughts Fluoride and i got water, sick. Man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i got sick twice last year wow first time having the flu um back in december and then back in may um or the, yeah at the end of may mm -hmm. i got sick with a stomach bug that took me out for like a month and a half wow and i've I realized that it was definitely my mindset about um, the environment that I was in. Yeah. And that's what really took a toll on my, my, my health and my mental health. So it wasn't just like the physical health, but it was mental health as well. And because I was thinking that I would get sick or because I was thinking negative thoughts of the U.S. or just this my situation, mm. I need to making it actually happen right so i i definitely agree on that like yeah, uh sickness can be a mental thing mm -hmm. um it's been actually in a few studies that i've listened to mm -hmm. uh I, I listened to a psychiatric and psychiatry podcast oh cool and there's some studies there's uh, actually a bunch of studies which say that as long as you're thinking that something is gonna happen mm -hmm. it's gonna happen mm -hmm. um uh, if you think that you're going to get sick, mm. you're more than likely going to get sick. It may not be instant, but it'll happen eventually if you're consistently telling yourself mm -hmm. uh, that. That kind of goes into like the book that I'm reading right now, which is Thinking Grow Rich. But we'll get into that another time. Yeah, I was going to say, that, yeah, this is a whole other conversation. And if you're 
if you're interested in concepts like that, that's like, that's my bread and butter, man. I mean, that's like, yeah, <laughs> that stuff is like, I am obsessed with that kind of stuff. And I, I try to, I think, you know, only recently have I been like, you know what, my social media presence and like my internet presence, it's like, I really need to be authentic and like tell people yes. about what I'm really into because, you know, if you go into my YouTube and you go in deep into the bowels of my YouTube, like <laughs> back to when I really like started recording videos, like there's a lot of like really out there spiritual energy stuff. But I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll be as transparent as I can. Like I really do believe, you know, in, in all these things. And I, I, I've just seen firsthand in my own life and in the world of thoughts become things and everything, yes, everything that's created starts with an intention and, mm -hmm. And so if you're setting that intention to be like really positive and go out and, you know, you know, take one day at a time and create some really magnificent things, it's it, the world is at your fingertips. There's nothing that you can't do. Um, exactly. But, you know, unfortunately, I think that we tend to gravitate more towards negativity and you know creating like you know saying oh man like this thing these things really suck and all that and whatever yeah. it is but those things then start to become more and more as we recognize them as we hold on to them um yeah so. i 100 percent agree 100 mm percent -hmm. agree yeah. i'm kind of into those uh <laughs> those things as well awesome, like <laughs> as as long as you're thinking of something it'll happen yeah for, like if you think that you'll You'll be successful in life. It'll happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I live by that motto every single day, yeah. honestly. And, and you're, you're reading the Bible of, of that, those thought processes right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I would, I mean, I will plug Think and Grow Rich until the day I die. That book is, yes. <laughs> that book is so, so good. I think I was talking to somebody about it over the summer, and we were just kind of sharing book recommendations. And uh, I shared that book with her and she was like, you know, that sounds a little bit, I, I'm kind of put off by the title. <laughs> and I'm like, well, wealth, wealth is when, when he says think and grow rich, he's talking about so much more than financial. Oh, so much abundance. More. I mean, you can be, you can be rich in so many ways and yep. really what he's talking about is think and grow rich of the soul, right? Like, wealth of the mm -hmm. soul that's really what it is and if that to you is financial abundance so be it you know you can yep. you can have whatever you want but you know if you're looking to you know save you know for me it's like eliminate all the litter like i go outside and i'm like there's too much litter out here we got to get rid of this yeah you know, air pollution water pollution and to believe that you really can have a world that is free of those things you know you can and maybe that's like indeed you know, you want to have an excellent relationship with your family, you can, you can have, you can mm -hmm. have whatever you want, but it does take a degree of mental discipline because you'll, you'll notice like there's a great book. Um, I forget who that's by, but it's called the, the seven day mental diet. Okay. Um, and basically the, the, what the author is doing is he's just challenging people for one week to, you know, be mindful of your thoughts and you'll, you'll start to yeah. notice that like you might set these goals, like you might set these intentions of like okay here's what i want the world to be like here's what i want my life to be like all these things but very quickly you'll see why they're not like that you'll yes you'll you'll see that your own mind is confounding itself 
constantly, <laughs> constantly. And, you know, your most consistent thoughts are why your reality is like that. And, and at least for me personally, mm -hmm. I can look at my life and be like, oh, yeah, exactly. It makes, yeah. It makes perfect sense. As I as I was uh, so I listened to it, uh, thinking Grow Rich, as I was um, listening to it and then I kind of like replayed my past. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this is how I accomplished this thing. That was the only thing that my mind was focused on. Yeah. Like that was that was it. That like my my whole mind, my whole thought process was accomplishing this thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And as long as, like, like you said, there's so many outside sources. There's so many outside things impeding on that thought process, mm -hmm. like family, friends, uh, you know, other shiny new things. Right. Um, yeah, exactly, man. As long as you stick to the the main thing, your main focus mm -hmm. or your goal, mm -hmm. then you're able to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. uh, you're able to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's it's just about that mental conditioning for sure. Yeah. Um, the I'll I'll go ahead and plug. Uh, Think and Grow Rich. I'm pretty sure is available on YouTube for free. You, you can find it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. On you, you know it, it might get taken down now and then, but usually if you just if you put Think and Grow Rich audiobook into YouTube, you can usually find it. So if if any of you guys that are listening to this want to do that, um, I would highly recommend it. Um, exactly. So cool, man. Well. The, the, obviously, the last couple of things I want to talk to you about were like environmentally related. Um, you're a vegan. Uh, you're the, yes, the, I am. And um, so, <laughs> you know, first and foremost, like, I, you know, tell us why you're vegan, uh, how, how you became vegan, how long you've been vegan for. Okay, so um, I became vegan at the beginning of this year. Okay, awesome. I've throughout a lot of my uh life i've kind of gone off and on i've never liked red meat mm -hmm. um so i guess that's why i had a little bit of an iron deficiency okay but um so i've never liked red meat um and i've always experimented with my diets and i've tried vegan um for like a week or two or so mm -hmm. but most recently the whole reason why i've started it and i'm not going back mm -hmm. is because a few months ago, or this happens it, when I used to eat meat, it happened way too often mm -hmm. where I'm eating like a piece of chicken or something. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just get this existential dread yeah. within me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm eating a live animal. I'm eating this precious life yeah. that was alive at one time. <clears throat> and it just kind of got to me. It just got to me too many times. And you know, it'll just randomly happen to me whenever um, I'm eating with the family and then they'll just like look at me kind of weird. Like, oh, OK, um, sure. Sure, DJ. Yeah. And whatever. Eat that chicken and keep going. Right. And I'm just like, I just I, I can't. Um, but no, the, the main reason why I became vegan um, was for the environment. I started doing more research on um uh, environmental impacts mm -hmm. and the the food industry is the number one of those is yeah. I think it's I I'm not going to state any numbers here but I think it's a little bit over 20 23 percent right, right around there yeah uh, yeah um, and I was thinking to myself I'm I'm always advocating for um, 
uh, sustainable solutions, uh, environmentally friendly options, but I'm still eating meat. And meat is one of those number one things that's causing like a problem with the environment. Right. I've got to practice what I preach. Exactly. If I'm preaching for sustainability and, and caring about the environment, yet I'm still um, taking a part of that, I need to let that go. Um, and so I, that's why I became vegan. But also just because I think I was listening to either a podcast or watching a video, something on it. But someone was, oh, it was a TED Talk. Uh, it was the guy, he was explaining how we treat the animals, right? So they're in cages and the cows are ripped away from their mothers and all of that stress hormones that goes into that meat. Yeah. Where you ingest that when you eat it. Exactly. And you feel it, that's a frequency as well. Right. Like that energy. How would you do that same thing to a mother and her child? Would you take the 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 child away from that mother right. and raise it just to be used as a source of energy? We wouldn't do that for human life. Why should we do that with animal life? Yeah. And so uh, that's that's another one of the main reasons why I became vegan. Because yeah. I just care about life too much. Right. Um, yeah, these animals previously were used for just livestock and just for eating. But mm-hmm. that's not all these animals are born to in uh, to do. Right. Like, these animals have hearts, minds, and thought processes the same as we do why can't we treat them the same yeah yeah so it just uh as i'm thinking about like yeah the whole question i'm kind of like getting emotional (laughs) yeah no it's it is it's really tough i mean because once you do start to recognize those animals as individuals i mean yeah you can't it it takes it, it it takes some really conflicting practices internally to try to reject that and so i think once you see that if you are a genuinely compassionate person, you can't really unsee it. Um, Yeah. You know, I think the energy aspect is something I don't think you don't really hear people talking about that very much, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do like, you know, if, if you kind of subscribe to the, 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 the whole collective conscious ideology that we are all God, right? Like we, God is, yes, God is us, right? Like how could, how could it be passable that we could contribute to that much suffering and then expect things like, I don't know, you know, I I just find it so ironic that people, you know, they complain about people like Donald Trump and, and all of these Mm -hmm. like politicians that are, you know, Oh, they're doing such evil, but we are all, we are all contributing to the suffering equally, you know, all exactly. Every aspect is a manifestation of the greater, the greater, uh, collaborative consciousness right and so mm-hmm. i don't think it's yeah i i do think it's extremely problematic that we you know cause so much suffering and you know ex- expect that we're going to get a better world i mean until the world is predominantly vegan i don't i don't foresee any kind of like quote unquote peace on earth you know what i'm saying i 100 percent agree with that um and i think that's how i came to find uh your your twitter account was i was just looking for other like-minded individuals who 
cared about that same thing, yeah. which is no, we are not going to get anywhere in this world if we don't switch away from all the suffering that we cause for other animals and mm -hmm. for the environment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, animals are much more uh, like energetically simple in a lot of ways. Like there's not as much yeah. clouding them, you know, with yeah. like thoughts and all these things. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you can you can just feel you know when you're around an animal like i i don't know if, yeah. you, if you knew this about me but um i was actually a dairy farmer for three months when i first graduated from high school and oh wow yeah and that was like a very transformative experience for me because i mean you know i was like oh i love animals right i want to go work on this animal farm but once i got there and like really realized like holy crap man like these animals are they're they are like numbers on a chart they're they're being viewed, yeah they're being viewed as stock and not as beings um, mm -hmm. and then you like you know zoom out at the, the whole global picture and it's like we, we're doing this to like you know tens of billions of animals um you know I, most estimates are like three trillion animals or something like that and it's like that is just yes. that is un unbelievable unbelievable the amount of suffering that happens mm -hmm to animals i think it's it's coming now now it's you know this is circle of life right right, right. so uh we're creating all this amount of suffering for animals and now that's coming up back to bite us in the in the butt yeah um with the way the climate change is happening exactly. and hurricanes and people exactly. losing lives and people are um not really making that same correlation to mm -hmm. that and that's what um i'd like to get through to people's brains is that the, the way that you're able to eat an animal that was slaughtered mm -hmm. it's the same thing that's going to happen when there's tornadoes and it, it all has a correlation yeah and that's all of yeah. you know energy is never created nor destroyed right right it's just transferred right so as much as we're having the energy to kill and slaughter animals it's going back into the environment mm -hmm. and it's going back into you know the weather and causing a lot of damage people are worried about you know tornadoes and hurricanes and things like that mm -hmm. well you know who caused that that was us right that was us killing mm -hmm. you may not see the connection to that right but there is connection to it because mm -hmm. like physics energy is never created nor destroyed mm -hmm. just transferred yeah yeah, it's like, I think it was Nisha that said, you know, people are a little bit too smart for their own good, and they try to find that scientific connection to everything. And it's like, when, you know, when the 3D evidence doesn't exist, it's like, oh, it doesn't exist at all. But, exactly. But if you were to just use your heart and, and really, I don't know, just use compassion and observe, it's like, oh, everything makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and so, I mean, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, you know, part of why, like, one of my missions in life is to keep spreading the vegan message because I do think that that is the most important thing that a, a human being can do to yep. really make that change for a better world is to yes. condemn suffering and to condemn it in a way that you are practicing that con that condemnation. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree 100%, and that's exactly why I made that switch. Um that permanent switch at the beginning of this year mm -hmm. was that, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't add to this suffering anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and we're growing, man. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, it's, I know it's a really, uh, incredibly dark topic, you know, and it, 
I for, yeah. for us, I'm sure it like it brings a lot of deep sadness, but I I mean I have a ton of hope for the future. I mean, I think the vegan movement is growing and people are seeing the light and I yeah. you know, I I believe that there will be a vegan world and it's just a matter of time. Um but yep. we're, we're going to get there. We're we're going to get there for sure. It takes um me and you and everyone else right. um who are already vegan to continuously spread spread this gospel right man and spread is. this this word mm. to people that you know please just end the suffering mm. i mean they they wouldn't want suffering in their own home mm. why cause it in the home of a farm or anything like that exactly man exactly and yeah i mean i I don't know. I, I have hope and I think it's it, it, it like yeah. each and every one of us matters, right? Like we we do exactly. matter as individuals to convince each other, to convince our families, to convince our friends. And that's how we're going to grow one person at a time. And, and you can just see like, you know, the if you know what Veganuary is or anybody listening knows what Veganuary is, but yeah. it's where you sign up for, for January vegan and they'll give you a mentor and a bunch of recipes and they'll help you to you know be a vegan for the month of january and hopefully for the long term but you know just just in the last five years i think last year the number of signups was something like um in in uh 2019 it was something like sixty thousand, and this year it was oh, over wow. it was over four hundred thousand people so oh wow yeah so it's like i mean we we are growing and it's it's amazing to see and you know between the 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 kinds of like internet haters and you know all <laughs> yeah. of these like documentaries and all this stuff it's like holy crap like this is blowing up and yeah um, I don't know so it's it's a great thing it's a great place to be right now and I yeah I encourage everybody to go vegan go vegan right now go vegan this, do it this second throw out all that crap you know stop <laughs> contributing to animal suffering do the best thing that you can do for the environment do the best thing that you can do for your spiritual physical mental health um and yeah and physical health i mean it's yeah. been noted that eating meat causes cancer i yeah, mean man. yeah come no. on look at the correlation there yeah exactly no no uh ldl cholesterol in plant-based foods the only place ldl cholesterol is responsible for you know heart disease stroke um all of these serious cardiovascular issues and guess what? There is no LDL cholesterol in plant foods. And so the best way to reduce your high blood pressure, the best way to reduce your risk of heart attack and stroke is stop eating animal foods, man. Don't, <laughs> exactly. Don't do it. Their, their spirits are coming to, to, to drag you to hell. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and I love that. Amen. My, amen, man. But don't do that to yourself. So yeah. That's what I, that's Indeed. my, uh, that's my little addition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those spirits are coming back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So, um, just, to uh, we've been going for almost an hour now, which is pretty awesome. Um, I want you, you know, I see a lot of stuff that you, you talk about regarding like EV cars and I think that's yeah. super interesting. Such a great <laughs> space to be in. Um, so yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about that. How'd you get interested in electric cars? And, um, do you, do you have one? Do you own one? Uh, I don't own one. Okay. Uh, due to like my travels and yeah, everything. I see you travel. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but I did convince my friend to get one. Okay. And I'm talking to everyone every single day about getting electric cars. Awesome. And yeah. they're more convinced every single day. Yeah. Um, so not only was it about the envir- environmental impact, because mm. um, I've always been like huge on the environment. Mm. I'm the one who got my parents to switch over to you know, recycling oh, good. back when I was like 10 because <laughs> you know they drill in our heads right. when we were younger like reduce reuse recycle exactly. and I'm like I'm gonna live by this yeah um but EVs I owned a um before they had you know full battery powered electric uh cars yeah I got a, a Lexus hybrid and it was just so much fun to drive yeah um, it saved a lot more on gas. And I was like, well, why don't this whole thing become fully electric? I mean, then you're not going to have to buy any gas. Gas yeah, is disgusting. It is. Gas, we all know that gas and oil refinery and all of that mess mm-hmm. causes so much uh, pollutant into the air, right. which we, 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 we breathe air, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. to leave, to yeah. live. Yeah. So, um, that's what that kind of got me into it. I I made a correlation to if we can't sit in the garage with a car running um, and survive, you die. Then what do we, what, yeah, yeah. what do we think is doing when we have millions and millions I don't know, of cars on the mm-hmm. planet, mm-hmm. which our gas does not escape um, the atmosphere. So exactly. it doesn't just go out into space and, no, it's consistently just mm-hmm. stuck here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I got into EVs because I was a huge car nerd as a kid. Mm-hmm. Love cars. And uh, I thought about the financial impact that it was having on my switching over to just a hybrid. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that saves a lot more money. Mm-hmm. But when battery powered cars completely came out, mm-hmm. um, such as the Tesla, who... I'm I'm preaching Tesla <laughs> from the tops of the mountain. <laughs> love love Elon Musk and that, and that company, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's my um, I just look up to him every single day. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him to go vegan because yes, uh, indeed. I'm surprised that he isn't. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole point of switching over to an electric vehicle one, they're a hell of a lot faster. Um. We know that batteries, mm-hmm. we turn on our phones, they instantly turn on, right? Right. We turn on, we flip a light switch, Boom. that ins- instantly turns on. Yeah. Um, doing the same thing with a car and, uh, you know, you step on the gas and it instantly takes off. Boom, they're fast. It's, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's so much more fun. Yeah. Also, uh, electricity can be renewable. That's right. So solar panels, um wind turbines oh, yeah. uh, hydro power um uh, there's so many yeah. many different ways on tidal. how to power it exactly tidal power that stuff is cool tidal power yes yeah uh there's so many opportunities to get free energy mm-hmm. that we don't have to burn coal mm-hmm. or uh burn oil or anything like that to create energy right also like why would you have to pay millions of dollars for surveying uh sonar and drilling and drilling causes deaths mm-hmm. 
and they can explode, set on fire, all of that just to get some energy out of the ground from old dino blood and guts. Yeah. I just don't see is that like that's not energy efficient not at all. As, as compared to, you know, putting a solar panel outside and the sun rises and sets every single day. Right. That's not going to stop anytime soon. Right. The wind is consistently blowing every single day. That's right. not going to stop anytime soon. Nope. And no one gets hurt from the sun shining every single day and the wind blowing. All right. And harnessing that energy and just putting it into a, a car is insane yeah it's free right it's safe and then the car it is fun right oh man what's why the, not what's why down- not buy yeah what's yeah. the downside what's uh, the downsides yeah. uh, i i get this all the time is well it doesn't go as 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 far as a uh gas powered car and i was like all right let's get into this subject yeah i mean it's <laughs> but yeah. no i mean yeah, I, I do. I do recognize that, you know, there are some downsides, like, obviously, it's a little bit more expensive right now. And so, you know, not, everything new is expensive. Exactly. And like, as time goes on, like, it will get cheaper. Like, Tesla now has the Tesla Model 3, which starts at $26,000. And so uh, know, thirty eight, $38,000. Oh, $38,000. Um, okay. So, yeah, but yeah, but it'll it'll keep going down, you know, and as time goes on, like, there will be more options you know these other car exactly. companies you know they have very deep deep roots to the fossil fuel industry and so part of why that they're still creating these gas-powered cars is so that they can maintain those relationships but you know they they're, keep they're, their profits exactly but the, the consumer is basically shouting at these industries and saying hey like we want affordable electric cars um, mm-hmm. one of the issues i see is like Mining for lithium is a very, very uh, environmentally destructive process. Um, yeah. But, you know, m- I don't know. My my kind of philosophy is that we we are going to get to the place where, like, our recycling processes are so advanced that, you know, all these old cars, we can take them apart and, and take different parts about out of them and, you know, smelt them down. And, you know, and like, resume. Exactly. Like, all of these... I think cell phones are the number one technology waste product. And so yeah. if we can figure out how to take all of these old phones and take them apart and take those batteries out and, you know, bring them back to their raw elements, these things are going to become reality. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very, very soon. Yeah. And, and to me, it, it comes down to, it comes back to that whole concept of like, do we believe, right? Like, do we, yep. are we holding ourselves in this, vicious cycle of like oh no that's not possible so we're going to keep doing things the way that we've been doing them and i'll yep. tell you what's really not possible is surviving on a completely uninhabited on an uninhabitable planet right exactly we're like <laughs> the, these things that seem impossible we we got to stop using that word because we don't have time for that word anymore you know nope nothing is impossible yeah um back mm-hmm. you know in the early, you know, 1800s, they didn't think that we'd have the possibility of having a device in your pocket that has the computing power of, you know, yeah. almost the brain of a human right. in your pocket. Yeah. 
that was impossible. But look at us now. We have phones yeah. everywhere. Yeah. We have computers everywhere. That's it's right. all super affordable. Yeah. But when phones and computers first came out, mm -hmm. they were expensive, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Only a few people were able to afford them. Right. But eventually, now the whole world owns it, yeah. owns phones and yeah. computers and have access to the Internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, it just takes time and investment and the, the believing that anything is possible, mm. anything. Mm. I mean, you can think of your wildest dreams and it, it's a possibility. It just takes time. It does. Yeah. And yeah. And that that shift to that vibration where it is. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and that's why uh, I love about Elon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that he was the only one or just the only few people who really believed the possibility of an affordable electric car. Right. And back in the early days, you know, everyone talked about it. Oh, that's not, that's not possible. That's not possible. Mm. But now we have the model three, which is a $36,000 car or $38,000 car. A lot of people can afford that. Mm. Living here in Texas, a lot of people own 60 and $70,000 pickup trucks which mm. they just drive to their job and right. drive home and don't even use it for what it is used for exactly so when people say that um $36,000 electric car uh, is expensive I'm like yeah no you, you nah you not never, at all you never driven one <laughs> yeah yeah and then I also try and advocate and tell people that there's way more electric cars out on the market mm. other than just Tesla's right um there there's cars that are about seven to eight thousand really? dollars electric cars yes wow. uh like the fiat 500e it goes about a hundred miles on the charge wow you can get one of those super nippy so much if you've ever driven a fiat yeah at all they're great it, it's so much fun yeah think about it when it's like instant energy right <laughs> zero to 60 in, in two seconds like exactly it's so cheap yeah um so much more fun to drive you're not having to change oil or anything like that and right. it's affordable right. it's just the fact that most people don't know about them right yeah no. most people aren't actually looking in that area mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um it's actually you know what you set your sights on as well mm -hmm. oh awesome man awesome that's a great transition back to that concept so i love it <laughs> um, did you hear about the the new uh the the hummer that they're bringing out Oh yes, yeah. the new Hummer. I'm so I'm super excited for whatever electric car comes to the market. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that they do really great things with this new Hummer. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that they chose the Hummer brand. Right, it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it's the complete opposite of exactly what what anybody would ever think of a Hummer. Yeah, man. Yeah. But hopefully, GM. Um, will definitely do this brand some justice right. and change up their whole act. Right. But as a legacy automaker, um, it's kind of hard uh, to get, really get behind them because mm. they've got their their money and oil and gas yeah. for, you know, almost 100 years now. Mm. And they, they don't really have a huge incentive of creating this, mm. this new electric Hummer. Mm. But I'm glad that they at least tried it mm. or at least they're doing it. Well, I'm, hey man, I'm I'm gonna try to buy one because I I, I, yeah. like, I like the like the contrast of like you know Hummer's name, and at least in like you know the more environmentally conscious community has just been 
destroyed like you know in the early, I know early 2000s when the H the H series was you know popular yeah. among people that wanted a big vehicle it's like we're talking more like gallons to the mile versus miles to the gallon and yes for for them to come like you know Hummer hasn't released a vehicle in a very long time I mean I think it's been at least like 10 years or so yeah actually it's about 10 years they stopped producing cars in 2009 wow yeah so a little bit Wow, a little bit longer even. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, for them to pop out and say, you know, we're creating a fully electric Hummer. And not only that, you know, 1,000 horsepower. I mean, I know. That's unbelievable. That's insane. That's unbelievable. So, um, and, and like, you know, groups like Rivian that are coming out with the electric. Oh my God. Yeah, Rivian's so cool. I love yes. Rivian. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, Such a gorgeous vehicle, yeah, man. Yeah. And but but I think what they're doing is, you know, helping people to realize like the the tr you know, like you you talked about especially in Texas, I'm sure, like the big lifted trucks, like that's like a community, yep. that's like a culture mm -hmm. thing. And so to say like, "Hey, you know, it doesn't have to be a combustion engine. Like you can do this in a way that, you know, is fully electric and frankly, it's going to be better because there, you know, the, the, the battery powered fully electric engines are going to have efficiencies that just go so much further than anything a combustion engine could ever be uh, uh, capable of. Um, exactly. And so, because it's not, you're not having to uh, turn like a liquid fuel into energy, which energy is, you know, like electric electrons, right? Yeah. Um, which is going to power that inverter is going to power the engine and mm -hmm. you know power the you know the sparks and i don't know the, the intricacies of <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a gas power engine yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah but um yeah the the fact that um people should just realize that you don't have to do you don't have to have gas you don't have to have all that rumble and noise to have a lifted pickup truck. Yeah, exactly. And then also, it's going to save you a shit ton of money. So much money. Fueling yeah. these trucks are super expensive. Yeah, it is. I've, I've got some friends who owns pickups, and um, they say they can spend at least $300 to $400 a month on fuel. <laughs> that, that just blows my mind. And I'm like also thinking... Wow, they also own like a sixty thousand dollar truck. What is the the payments on this thing? Right, and right. And once they realize that once they switch over to electric, they can save that three hundred dollars but still have this huge pickup truck. Yeah. They're gonna be like, Yeah, that's I'm, it, you know. That's it. It's game, game <laughs> Here's over. my money. Yeah, game over, <laughs> yeah. take my money. Yeah, man. No, I mean I'm I'm it's gonna be really exciting to see some of like the, the shake ups. Um yeah, and I like I, I um I don't really like to invoke politics a lot of the time, but I think that's something like yeah I'm a big fan of Andrew Yang if you know much about Andrew Yang. Um, oh yeah, I know you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you got me on to him. <laughs> yeah, good and yeah, like one thing that really strikes me about him is like he takes like a lot of these concepts that we've you know had and we've like polarized ourselves over, and he introduces a whole new component that helps people to be like, huh. You know, here's this component that we've never really thought about that actually can even unite us. And like, yeah, for him, it's the concept of like technology being the real culprit of job loss rather than, you know, what, you know, people on the right typically used to attribute to like immigrants. Um, yeah. And people on the left used to just be like, 
no, never mind. We don't we don't know what to say, so we're we're just gonna say no. It's it's not yeah. it's not happening. But he's like, you know, it really is happening, and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something that's somebody's fault or a group of people's fault. It's just like how we progress as humanity. Like that's just inevitably what's happening. And so, exactly. You know, I think that that part of like what electric trucks to me, it's like you know, it's uniting two kind of groups like environmentalists, people that care about the environment, and people that really love you know going out and driving a giant truck around you know mudding or like dragging your boat or whatever it is but um yeah to helping them be like you know that's not necessarily a bad thing but Mm -hmm. what we need to do is figure out a way that's like sustainable that we can practice these things so yeah so we can have both so we can have our environment and our trucks to go mudding yeah we can merge them together and we can have so much more fun right have a much better world right we don't have to give up the fun we can but we can do it in a way that's like beneficial for the planet so i think it's awesome i'm super Mm -hmm. i'm super excited to see what what happens and um i'm gonna go look into that fiat because yes like super cheap yeah man and like it's it's crazy like the kind of cars that are coming out now like the the new porsche that's I'm coming in. Oh yeah, the Porsche Taycan. Yeah, it's it's gonna. Be, I think it's pretty sick. It's gonna be so cool to see the kind of things that are happening. Um, we're, I mean, we we are so lucky to be alive in the time that we are, just to like see these massive political and environmental um, and economic calamities that are like happening, but realizing that we also have the solutions to fix these things and. Yeah, we we're gonna do it. We're gonna fix them. Um, and we're I I think twenty twenty man, we're we're coming to that time where everybody's really on the same page. Like, all right, these things are happening. It's just like, how do we how do we solve them? Um, exactly. Uh, how do we solve them? How do we keep rolling? How do we keep right. growing? How do yeah. we keep going? Yeah. Um, and I think more people are opening up their their eyes and their minds to what the future is actually going to look like right. you know back in the 70s and 80s you know we had this idea or or actually earlier than that we had this idea of this whole world of like, you know uh silver and utopian and we we kind of diverged from that for a little while right. but now i think people are realizing that that's actually possible right and all we got to do is work together with each other right. to do so yeah sweet man yeah awesome Cool. Do you have anything else here you want to bring up or talk about at this point? Ah, man. uh, Meditation. Good rap. Mindfulness. Yeah, man. No, I mean, yeah. Uh, Once we, I think, uh, once you start spending a little bit of time with yourself, Uh quiet, um, and from within, Mm -hmm. uh, it really just opens up your mind to so many other things and so many possibilities that you can do, Mm -hmm. so many possibilities that... um, the world has out there Mm -hmm. i don't know it's i just advocate for mindfulness sit and be quiet with yourself we have so many things on the outside consistently bombarding us Mm -hmm. all the time we never have that time to sit and just be quiet and nothing right yeah do you so are you a a practitioner of meditation do you meditate oh yes Okay. Yes, every single day. Awesome. Uh, to go to bed, I'll uh, meditate to go to bed, and then I'll meditate in the morning, uh-huh. um, just for maybe five to ten minutes, just to kind of get my day going. Yeah, that's awesome. I do the same thing usually, like when I first wake up, just sit up in bed for about five to ten minutes, just like that. So yeah, that's cool. Sit how, up. 
cross-legged yeah. everything there you go <laughs> how, how did you get into meditation i mean what was your kind of introduction to it uh so uh back in the summer of 2018 mm-hmm. um i was living in new zealand and um things were happening and that, that wasn't going my way and so i got super depressed mm-hmm. and i got to this point uh that i was like i just can't i don't i, don't, I can't deal with this anymore i, I want to end it all and then um i i remembered uh something from my past and then i was like you know what this isn't the end there are solutions out here to make it feel a lot better to not make it feel like i, I want to end it all mm-hmm. and then i just start googling and meditation was one of those things and i was like well i don't want to die today I don't actually truly want to die today. So let me go ahead and, and look into this meditation and try it out. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, next thing I can do is go running. Or next thing I can do is, you know, read every single day. Right. So I tried all of it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just started meditating for five to 10 minutes every single night before bed. Mm-hmm. And I totally forgot of the negative situation that I was in. Mm-hmm. And my life just instantly changed i i i I don't even know how to put more words to it but Mm -hmm. my life completely changed once i started meditating yeah i didn't think of negative energy i I just was like wow the whole world is uh, is my oyster or whatever (laughs) yeah no it's like it's like what you hold on to i mean i think there's a forget the there's some yogi that said you know enlightenment is not like about reaching out mm-hmm. for something it's really just about letting go of like yeah let it all go the baggage and I, man that's so true and and i try to meditate every day also and i notice that when you know that during the time periods that i start to feel a little bit more uh held down and and sad or, or even like getting angry too easily i'm like usually it's because i'm not sticking with my meditation practice um yep and i find it's like even just like five ten minutes after i you know open my eyes and, and, you know, get up. I'm like, man, that is like the best feeling thing ever. <laughs> nothing feels, <Yeah. laughs> nothing feels better than that. So yeah, uh, nothing. Yeah. I, I just, I've had so, so many memories of meditating. And then at the end of the meditation period, I'm just like, wow. Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> why, why wasn't I doing this last week when I was having a hard time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But getting back to that meditation practice is is so good. Yeah, so so good. Do you have um Do you have any kind of insight for people that might have interest in starting with meditation but don't necessarily know where to begin? Yes. Uh, start on YouTube. Mm. Start with guided med- meditation. Mm. I started on YouTube. Uh, just listening to it before bed. Um, a name Michael Seeley. He has some really great um, guided meditations, uh, and that's the perfect start. It's just have someone guide you through the process of breathing, uh, guide you through the process of kind of letting it all go. Um, and then he has a very soothing voice as well. <laughs> okay, that's always a plus, right? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, we've been talking for now like about an hour, a little more than an hour, almost an hour or 15 maybe, so... Um, I think this is probably a good spot to wrap it up. 
But, yeah. Um, awesome, man. I'm, I'm really glad that you took the time out to chat with me today. And um, thank you. Know, you. I'm, I'm sure we'll do this again very soon because we had we had some really good uh, things that we brought up. So definitely, I look forward to it. Yeah. Cool. Um, I will plug your social stuff in the description of wherever this is found, and so people can check you out, give you a follow, see what you're up to. Um, but yeah, until, All right. then, until then, man, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, everyone. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Earth Movers podcast. If you're interested in giving DJ a follow on social media, his specific handles are plugged below. Same thing with me. If you're interested in giving me a follow, my specific social media handles are plugged below. If you're interested in any kind of personal coaching or personal training, you can get in touch with me at Zach at veganstrongfit.com and I'll see your emails there. Until next time, I appreciate you guys giving it a listen. Have a great day.